You know our slogan around here is better practice, better life. But we're taking this belief to the next level. And we've recently announced the creation of a new association. It's called the Best Practices Association. Our association celebrates the mindset that is better practice, better life. This mindset celebrates time, healthy living, personal growth, clinical excellence, and impacting the lives of your patients and your team through intentional leadership. In fact, we are the work-life balance experts in dentistry. The BPA will coach independent dental practices like yours to thrive by sharing best practices and operational habits, behaviors, systems, tools, and insight that lead to profitability and sustained growth, and you can still have a life. So if you're a dentist that wants to surround yourself with great thinkers, let us help you create your own version of Better Practice, Better Life. Go to actdental.com forward slash BPA or hit the link in the show notes. Yo, yo, yo. Hey guys, welcome back to another awesome edition of the Best Practices Show podcast. We are so pumped that you're here. And our goal is to bring you the best thinking, the best advice in all of dentistry so you can have a better practice and a better life. And today I interview one of our awesome coaches, Ariel Jude, and she shares 12 systems to prevent this thing called burnout. Burnout's dangerous. It's dangerous to you. It's dangerous to your practice. It's dangerous to your family. So make sure you listen to this episode so you don't get to a place where you're burned out. So listen up. Hope you guys enjoyed the episode. We'll see you soon. Hey guys, welcome back to the Best Practices Show podcast. One of the things that happens in any great practice or any great business is you start to feel a little tired. You start to say to yourself, I don't know, this isn't feeling as good. And physically you wear down a little bit and then emotionally you wear down a little bit. And eventually, if you don't take care of it, it gets to what we call burnout. And today we have an amazing coach on, Ariel Jude, who is awesomely talented. You're going to see she's brilliant. So uh, we're going to be talking about how you can prevent the systems you can put into place in your dental practice to prevent or reduce the chance of burning out. So Ariel, thanks for being on. I appreciate it. Yeah, I'm happy. I'm excited to talk about how we can decrease the chances of burnout um, for our dentists and our team members. Yeah. I always like to start here. Let's start here. So you're an amazing coach here. You're very humble. You don't brag a lot, but I will, I'll brag about you. So, um, you know, you, you bring a, a great perspective in to not onto our coaching team, but I want people to just tell us a little bit of your story. Who, who's Ariel? Like who, what's your story? Tell us your background. <laughs> So um, for those that don't know, I'm very administrative and system-based background. Um, So anything that comes up in the office, I think, you know, hey, there's got to be a system or there's something in place. So that's kind of where I've come from, from the perspective, um, but really just always loved the focus of team training and just getting everyone on the same page to improve the team. Um, Very much been in several different types of offices on, like I said, the administrative side and um, I've got my master's in healthcare administration, so it makes me feel smarter sometimes, but not sure if that really does. 
It's awesome. It is awesome. So let's talk about the why, you know, because you get to coach a lot of great practices and you can sense when this is going on with offices you're coaching, right? You can feel it going on and give us, give us a, give us the why, why is burnout so important? And what are some of the things that you see when you see it to start happen in an office? What, what are your thoughts? Well, the number one thing I see with team members is turnover. So when they get burned out, right, they start looking, they make irrational decisions of, hey, I'm going to go find the next best thing. And it's not always, we just can't make good decisions. Right. Um, when you see it with dentists, right, they start having burnout and they start thinking, maybe I should just sell. And they just, you lose that passion for why did you get into it? Why are you still in it? Right. Um, so I think the why is just to be able to keep that passion going and keep us grounded of why did we start this and why are we continuing? Yeah. I love how you said that. Like, like you really do make bad decisions when you're tired. I know that like, I can't make this decision right now. I'm just too tired. I, so my default mechanism will off me. I just got to go to bed, get a good night's sleep. And you <laughs> feel better when you make decisions. Um, and it has unintended consequences. Like, these decisions go into other areas, but uh, burnout, um, give us a little, let's diagnose it a little bit. So we're going to talk about systems to prevent burnout, but how does it start? Maybe I'm a good intended dentist. I started this practice serial. It's great. I had four team members. We go to meetings all the time. I took courses. Then it got bigger. Where does the burnout start to happen from your perspective? <sighs> When they start to, they don't prepare for the growth and they don't prepare and say, okay, things are working now, right? We see a lot of practices and they've made it so far just based off of, you know, their own knowledge or their people that they have are great team members. But what they don't realize is when you multiply team members or you multiply patients, things get stressful because we're not doing things necessarily the same way every time, or we don't have a system or we don't have a checklist. So then things start getting missed and then we get overwhelmed. Um, and I really see it start happening when we start questioning our ability to be able to take care of everyone yeah. and they just get overwhelmed and they let it come and go. And they have, by the time they know it, they have so many patients and they just don't know what to do. They don't know where to put them. Team members don't know what they're responsible for. Um, and it just really snowballs very quickly. Um, a lot of my clients, they, they don't like to put some of these systems in place that we can talk about is early because they don't see the need for it. Right. And it's like, you don't necessarily need it right now. It will help for sure. But you need it as soon as you hit that growth. And by then it's too late to put in place. Yeah, it's so true what you just said. You use the magic words, take care of everyone. I think a lot of people get into this industry, which is an extremely noble industry because they love people. They like taking care of people. And your your thought is, oh, I'll have four team members and then I'll take care of eight. And then it just becomes like, wow, this is a lot harder than I anticipated. And you use the magic word, which is systems. So how is the system going to help me with burnout, Ariel? Explain that piece. I think the easiest part is a system is leads right into a checklist. Okay. Right? A system means that we all know what we're responsible for, when we're responsible for it, and how to get it done. So if we have every team member on board and they know 
what they're supposed to do, they have their daily tasks, they have their daily systems, then we know exactly where we're at in the system and we don't go home thinking, did that get done? Did I miss that lab case? Did I forget to submit that insurance claim? Because as soon as we start taking work home with us is when we know we've already hit that burnout threshold. Yeah, you're speaking my language. So take us through some of these systems. So if I'm going to create a system that's going to prevent burnout, what's the first one that comes to mind? What would be a system or a checklist I'd create? The first one I would say is create just basic checklists and task lists for every position. So what is your admin team member's daily checklist? What is your office manager's daily checklist? What is your assistant and hygiene? And have one for everyone. So that way we know, one, are all of the tasks getting done? And two, are multiple team members doing the same task? Um, because we can easily divide it in a better, more efficient manner if we know who's doing what and if it's going towards that department's strengths. Right. So I'd say that one's not necessarily a system, but... I think just starting, that's something everyone can do is just make a daily task list for every position so that you know what to do and then order it in the importance of the day. Okay. So first thing, I need to do this. Second, you know, by lunch, this needs to be done. And then by the end of the day, I know everything is done. So when I go home, I can enjoy time with my friends and family. Yeah, I love this. So, so a couple things. Number one, we always joke that team members are waterboarded. They're not really onboarded. You know, they get thrown into these positions. Now, you as a dentist, I'll speak to you as a little bit. You think everybody gets it. You think you've told them all these times. You have to remember you're working with human beings, wonderful people, and they're trying to manage these situations. And they don't think like entrepreneurs, you know, they're just trying to do the best they can every single day. So you have to give them the benefit of the doubt. And the cool thing about a checklist is it removes like all of the, what if, well, how do I, you know, it's, it, it makes the job less overwhelming. Um, wouldn't you agree, Ariel? And I want to couple that with one question. Like this is dentistry. You coach a lot of practices. How, don't you think everybody, how many practices have checklists in for each team member and how many of them don't? Are you shocked by this number? So. I'll let you answer that. <laughs> Very shocked. You'd be surprised how many people are like, oh, we just do it. It's like, but what do you do? Or what do they do? Or you ask, you know, well, what does your office manager do on a daily basis? And you'd be surprised how many dentists can't answer that. Well, she answers the phone. She submits insurance and they, for eight hours. What? So it just helps you to know. Um, but I always like it too, is to be able to help my team members. So if someone's really busy, if you're really busy, I can don't even have to interrupt you, Kirk. I can say, okay, let me see your checklist. Right. I can see where you're at. And I say, well, I can help with that. And then I just go do it. So it also helps with that teamwork of, you know, I know what everyone's doing. I can go and help them when they need it. And you'd be surprised how many people don't have a checklist because they think it's just common sense. They think we just know it. And even if it is common sense, what about when it gets hectic? Yeah. And you've answered the phone after phone call after phone call. Oh, and now you have a patient walking in. Now you have an emergency. We're human. We forget things. And sometimes we just need that checklist to bring us back into, okay, where was I at? What do I need to do? 
Yeah, I love this because again, if you're a dentist listening, one of the things you need is predictability. You need the the days to work in a similar fashion, and you can't expect team members to carry that out unless they know the steps, you know, and they can check those boxes. Another thing, because I've been there, is when you just trust people, that's a wonderful thing. But then you find without a checklist. You know who picks up those discrepancies and does it? You do. You go, nobody did it, so I'll just do it. And so there we start. You start spending more energy that's allocated towards you per day. Carolyn Mace, who's an expert on energy, says God gives us $100 worth of energy. And when we spend more than $100, we start to experience pathologies in our body. So, like, I can feel what you're saying, Ariel. Like, when you don't have a checklist and you're just doing it yourself, you're like, oh, I'll just do that. I'll just do that. I'll just do that. And you also burn resentment in your belly. Like you're like, oh, no one can do anything. So don't get there because now you're on the downward slope. <laughs> so I'm Eddie. I've Absolutely. been doing this. I've been doing this way too long. Sorry. So you're going to have to reel us in. You're like, uh, we got a lot to share today. So I totally agree. Basic checklist for each position is absolutely critical. So what's another system you'd recommend to prevent burnout? This one I think is a little unique. Um, but it's once you have that checklist in your system, I always tell everyone to have a plan B. So these are the 100 things we need to do in a day as plan A. But what do you do when you're short staffed? Have that plan ahead of time so that the team knows, okay, if we're down a hygienist, these are the 90 tasks that absolutely need to be done. The other 10 are great, but if we don't get to it, we don't get to it. It's okay. You know, if you're down an admin team member, what are the essential tasks that need to be done? And what are the ones that we say, hey, these don't get done for the week that she's on vacation or out sick. We will still survive. Um, but that way you don't leave it up to the team members to pick and choose what are the important tasks. Because remember, in the moment, we're not thinking straight. We're just going with the flow. And sometimes we fill our days with the easier tasks or the tasks that seem important. But maybe we have then forgot a whole week of insurance claims to submit. Yeah, that is so brilliant because it's so true. Like when somebody's gone, you're like, I don't know what to do. Like I heard of a, a team at dental office. They didn't know how to check the messages. They're like, we don't know how to check them. I'm like, so you have to have a plan B and have all these written out. So very, very, very good. What's another system you'd recommend? Using your technology. So I would say anything that you're doing manually, use your technology. If you're typing, I had one doctor, we were talking just the other day and he's like, I spend a half hour at the end of the day typing my notes. I was like, wait, there's templates. Like you just push buttons and you answer questions and it's very quick. And so it was just like, never thought of though, like, oh, well let the technology work for me. You know, if we're spending a lot of time on inserting patient forms that patients fill out, use the technology, let them fill out the form digitally, and then we can import it directly into the software. So anything that can save energy, and I know it's not hard to enter a medical history, but I don't want to use my mind power on that. Like you said, you only have $100 of energy. And even if I'm spending $2 of energy every patient, it gets tiring. Yeah, I love this. Now, you might be thinking, well, this is all new. Use new technology. No, use existing technology because can you speak to this? We coach a lot of offices that have Dentrix, EagleSoft, Open Dental, and the utilization capacity, often in great practices, is still super low. It's like 40%. They only use 
40 to 50% of the features. And I'm like, you know, they have a feature for this. And I'm like, really? Um, every time you utilize those, the, the benefit is you save time, right? Wouldn't you think? Absolutely. I mean, I always laugh because think about how many of us have smartphones. We use probably 10% of those capabilities. Right. And you're right. Your software that you already have is has that capability. You just need you know, someone who's interested in that. You know, once again, going back to kind of the departments is if it's something forms related, we'll let your admin team members, they're going to be way more interested in how to save time inserting forms. If it's, you know, clinical, let your clinical team members develop the templates because they're going to put energy towards it because it's going to be exciting for them. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I love it. So utilize the technology. What's another system? How many systems do you have? I'm just so curious because I have so many thoughts on this. Uh, I just have a list of 12. Okay, cool. <laughs> Keep going. Um, I would say after that is one is along with the task list and it's always going back to these task lists and checklists, but have a spreadsheet internally and externally who to go to for what, because I feel like dentists all day are just putting out fires and answering questions and, Oh, we need to change the light bulb. We need to call the plumber. But as a team member, I can call the plumber if I know who the plumber is and what his phone number is. Right. But a lot of time I have to interrupt you to go and ask who that is. So if we can create, you know, a Google spreadsheet or anything in the office that any team member says, Hey, I need to call, they can call right then. And it's not bogging someone else down to have to go find that information. Yeah. Should have that at the office and at home so that anybody it's, it's amazing how much time you look for the plumber's number. That's crazy. That's awesome. Absolutely. No Number five, we'll, we'll do this like a countdown. I love it. Yeah, Let's... number five. Um, create an ideal schedule and okay. stick to it and have your team protect it. And I know we talk a lot about this on, if you don't like to do crowns in the afternoon, you don't have to. Right. You can set up your schedule. I have one client, he said, I don't want to do any exams on Wednesdays. And I'm like, well, then why are you doing exams on Wednesdays? Right. And I was like, we just have to design the schedule and you can't make it overnight. You can't all of a sudden say, well, I don't ever want to do this. It's take some planning, but protect it. Find out what makes you happy, what procedures you enjoy. When do you have the most energy and protect that? Because you see a lot of the times I was just doing a schedule analysis with a client and I said, hey, are you busy from Tuesdays from 10 to 2? And they said, every single Tuesday. And how'd you know? I said, well, you have three new patient blocks. You have two major crown appointments. I said, so if your team fills the schedule as we have planned, you're going to be busy and tired. Right. Yeah. And also too, I love what you're saying because you also have to pay attention to the time zones in which you're best at what you do. Like as you age, when you're younger, you can do a lot, but when you get older, you're like, I can't think in the afternoon. And so you've got to be protected. You got to protect your time and get everybody invested in that. Cause Ariel, you're right. If I don't know, if I'm working for a dentist and I haven't had this communication about how to organize the schedule, I'm going to put whatever I can find in there. And you're just going to do it because the schedule is kind of like the king. It's, it's the thing we, we, we follow service to, right? Whatever's in the schedule, we're just going to do. We're, we've been trained to do that. Yeah. So. Yeah. We've been trained to see those seven emergencies that just got put in. And then it's like, well, hold on. 
what if we only limited to three emergencies today and we did three tomorrow? Um, you know, and it, but it's that going back to, I need to take care of everyone. Right. Um, and it's like, well, I want to take care of them, but we all know that true emergencies are different than what patients tell us an emergency is. So have, you know, those questions, you know, are they in pain? Do, you know, can they eat and sleep? Because some of it, they're fine if they come in tomorrow instead of squeezing them in today. It's yeah. just, we put that mindset up. We got to get everyone in. We got to get them in today. And it's like, no, let's protect our schedule because we know when we have a nice flowing day, we all have more energy. I love it. I love it. What's number six? I, and I really stick this is do not take any work home with you. Ooh, I love this one. You, I, and I don't, I know people have after hour cell phones and I only think those are necessary if you're really wanting to interrupt your evening and you're wanting to go in the office, especially if you're going back in the next morning at 7 a.m. Is there really anything that's going to happen that the patient can't live? I mean, we have to remember there's emergency rooms and urgent cares for a reason that they can go and get out of pain and then see us first thing in the morning. Um, I just don't take it home with you. One, what are you going to do at home? There's real, you're just going to stress about it. Right. And then your wife doesn't want to hear about it, right? Your husband, your spouse, they don't want to hear about these angry patients or things that upset you all day long. So I say, you know, use that drive or the walk home and just let it all go because it's going to be there tomorrow. Yeah. And you'll notice the the progression of these, the more that you have systems and checklists in place, like after this, I'm going to go home. I like the word files closed. Like all the files are closed. You know, there's, you teach people how to treat you in a dental practice. You've got great systems in place. And then the other thing is when you bring work home, it, it harbors resentment, not only for your spouse, but for you too. You really stop liking what you're doing when you're doing work at home. So I completely agree. Love it. Love it. What's number seven? Um, have a plan. I like to do have, and I know we coach this, is to plan out when are you going to be taking vacations? When are the holidays? Um, a lot of offices are closed you know, on Fridays or they work every other Friday. But if you can plan which Fridays you're off that go right into the long weekends that have Monday holidays, that's going to give you and your team more time to recuperate. And then I always say when you have that plan too, I know we always try and squeeze a little bit more in towards the end of the year, but it's okay if we know how many days off or we know what time we're working extra, we don't get that resentment because we know, okay, I'm working five days this week, but I only have three days next week. Mentally, that helps you and your team members prepare of, okay, I can even out my energy um, throughout it with having this plan of, you know, when are we open? When are we closed? Instead of flying by the seat of our pants. Yeah, that's so true because dentistry is a sport. It's a lot on your body and your brain and it's important to get away and recover. So I think I'll just piggyback on what you said. Like, number one, you got to believe that you can get away. Like if you think your patients need you all the time, that's a fundamental flaw in your thinking. They don't. And if you think your team needs you all the time, oh, that's the biggest lie ever. They actually like it when you go away. They, they love a break from you so that they can like you more. And here's a third hint on that. I promise you when you go away, it'll be there when you get back. So most people think, oh, I, you know, Rome is going to burn if I leave. No, it's not. It will be fine. People will figure it out. 
And you can start to appreciate the fact that you went away. And here, one more thing, because this is like one of my favorite is don't call the office. Please do not call the office. If I work at the office, your voice as, a, as the boss is the last one. I, I don't want to text from you. I don't want to call from you. Like, we got this, you know? So wouldn't you agree? I'm kind of leading you. I always throw that back to you, but I know you agree with all that. So good. And especially if I have a checklist, I know what needs to be Uh, done while you're gone and it's perfectly fine. We all know that when the boss is gone, things are a little bit more relaxed. And as long as you have the checklist and things get done, let them be, let them enjoy the time. Absolutely. Absolutely. What's number eight? Um, I would say really ask for help when someone is too busy. So if you see that, you know, this is your normal task, you usually normally write up the lab slips, but you're really busy or you have a long procedure to go into, ask your assistant to help. Right. Uh, ask your front desk to help, you know, fax in or call in that prescription. Sometimes we think, oh, this is my task, so I have to do it 100% of the time. Is, but our team members are happy to help. They just need to know what to help with. So don't be you know, ashamed to have to ask or delegate tasks and say, hey, you know, for today, can you really make sure this gets done? And I guarantee you they'll be happy to do it. Yeah, I totally agree. A big piece of that is your core values. Like if you've established good core values where I was just in a client's of our, our, our office, she's a, she's a client of ours. And so she has a sign in her break room. You can copy the sign. It says, don't ever say it's not my job can't say that here. You know, everything, we all have primary jobs, but the whole idea is like, let's help each other out. If somebody's not willing to help, I would say it's probably not a good values fit for your office, but it's awesome when everybody's truly in to help each other. So good stuff. Good stuff. What's number nine? Number nine. Well, nine and 10, I would say go together. And you kind of talked about it is going back to your values, really looking at you know, what do I enjoy? What are my values? What is success? Because I think as we talked about earlier, as we start getting in and what we start out practicing 10 years later, we don't necessarily have the same idea of what kind of practice we want to have. So you have to reassess and make sure, you know, are my following the vision I have? You know, what do I need to, how do I want to feel? What do I need to accomplish that feeling? What's my vision? Because that's going to help you assess your goals and making sure that you're on the right track. Because sometimes we just sometimes don't even know what our goals are, what our vision is. Right. Um, And we just let the day to day take over. Yeah. I love what you're saying, too, because some people might argue, well, you just want to make more money and like it's all about the production and collections, but it's not. I get it when you're servicing debt to get started, but the older you get, the more you realize the value of time. So a lot of people listening to this, it's like, I don't want to work 10 more days or 20 more days or seven more hours. You know, it's how can we actually have a better life and still, you know, obviously do well. So the question becomes, what is success for you? You know, for me, it's got to be time, you know, time. It's got to be joyful and time, you know? So I think whoever's listening to this, like you got to ask what success means to you. So good stuff. Cool. Did we cover 10 or does nine go with 10 or is there a different one? Yeah. Nine and 10. I had them separated. Review your goals, but, and your values. So I think, yeah, they go together. And even if you said, you know, it's not about production and even if it is early on for you, that doesn't mean seeing more patients, right. Or right. seeing them chaotically. So 
that's why you really have to assess and say, okay, how do I want to feel as well as making that goal? Yeah. Because some, some goals are just too big, you know, especially, I mean, Hey, listen, I know if you're doing 1.5 and you go, if I can do 1.7, I've had people come up to me and go, I do 1.5 million a year. I think if I do 1.9, I'm like, dude, that's a lot more teeth. Like that's not just a few more teeth. That's a lot more teeth. Sometimes producing more is not going to give you what you want. So if you can't figure it out, that's where you can just reach out to the help of an expert because your problems, you know, as you guys have always heard, it's not so much your problems. It's how you think about it. You got to think clearly about your next set of goals. And um, I like the whole idea of like sitting down and actually thinking about your goals, like thinking about, and I think what you're saying, Ariel, is absolutely true year by year. I like the idea of really planning one year at a time. You know, we always talk about three years, but really understanding like what, what do I want to be this year? What do I want to experience this year? And what does that mean? And sometimes it's going to be tightening the gap with your PPOs. Sometimes it can be working a few days less. Sometimes it might be a vacation to something like Italy. Wouldn't that be cool? I want to come. So I don't know. Good stuff. So this is great. Ariel, what's number 11? Um, it's just to be prepared. So a lot of team members are not reviewing the schedule and they're being very reactive instead of proactive because in the day, right, as you said, the schedule is and we're just taking care of the schedule. But if I review it ahead of time, I know where there's times that it's going to get a little hairy. But what if I just could ask that patient to come in 10 minutes early and it would relieve a whole bunch of stress? You can't do that the day of because the patient's already planned their day. So if I'm reviewing it one or two days or even a week in advance and trying to strategically make a plan, and then I can discuss that with my team and say, okay, this is how we're going to handle this. It wasn't scheduled just quite right, or we needed more time, but we don't have it. So this is what we're going to do. Ariel, you're going to go ahead and start this patient, go ahead and numb them. And once you have that plan, when you're in the moment, it's not chaos, right? You, you got it. You just follow the plan. And then you can see like, oh, we made it work. So if you're not having a huddle, definitely start having a huddle because this helps you plan out that day. Um, and just review the schedule and not too far in advance because we know schedule changes, but at least one to two days in advance so that you can make that plan. Yeah, I love it. And I learned so, so much from you earlier, like how you communicate. So as you teach things, I'm like, that's brilliant. And so some of you might be thinking, well, it's just my schedule that we're talking about or patients in the schedule. No, you're proactively fixing problems by being prepared. You're fixing a lot of problems by being clear in a morning huddle. Like one of the things I love that you say in an office is, okay, that patient, there's three patients that owe us money. They're going to come see me first before you start doing the dentistry. She owes me $2,200. We're going to have her come up to the front. And so as you can see, we're going to put a stop to this behavior that's not lending itself to a healthy practice long-term. So it's not always about the procedure or the time. It's like solving one problem at a time for good the more you do up front. I also like the idea of never start a day before it's complete on paper. That's why I I love how you talk about the huddle. It's like, it's all, I already know what's going to happen today. The flight plan is complete. We know exactly. Now, does it work perfectly? No, but for the most part, I know exactly where we're going to go today. And you, I, I just don't know how anybody can function without one, but they do. They end up functioning somewhat, right? 
They do. And then they wake up in the middle of the night and text their team members. <laughs> did we collect that $2,200? Right. And you start thinking of like, oh, did we do that? Or did that happen? Wait, wait, wait. And have you, have you worked in a dental office before where you receive those texts in the middle of the night, like $2,200? That's really funny because I, when you tell those stories, it's like, oh, you, she's been in those positions before. That's so funny. <laughs> That is, yeah, that's another one. Don't text your team members after hours. Stop no. doing that. They do not go, wow, that's so great. I got another text from him. It's 830 at night. <laughs> yeah, so, they do not want it. Oh my gosh. So what's number 12? This one I think is, and it could have been anywhere, right? I didn't put these in specific order, but is remove the negative communication. So either with yourself or with your team, um, and I always put it back to stay in the bubble. So if we are only talk about things that we can control, that's in the bubble, right? I can control my attitude. I can tr control, you know, the schedule for the most part, but I can't control the weather. I can't control politics. I can't control, you know, the traffic outside. So I don't even allow that communication to come in from team members, from patients. Like I never ask, you know, how was your drive here? Because I'm opening up a can of worms if it was terrible, right? So only talk about the positive things and don't let our team members go in that negative circle. You know, if they're gossiping or they're the water cooler or even talking negatively about that crazy patient, right? Once you start negativity, your mind just takes over and that's when you instantly feel more tired instead of just turning it to more of a positive thought. I love that. Whatever you think about grows, whether it be positive or negative too. And so those thoughts come at you all day long. I used to say this, I refuse to participate. You know, people say, talk about participation and PPOs. Well, think about this, like, just don't participate in like, oh, the recession. There's a, re I hear this all, there's a recession coming and it's going to be really bad. Well, I refuse to participate in the recession. <laughs> you might be thinking, well, Kirk, what do you think? No, just, just refuse. Like, why would you want to participate in the recession and go, I know. And so negativity, and you guys all have friends like that. You throw negativity at them and they go, they have this shield and they, they're like, no, thank you. And you're like, wow, that's powerful. And they're like, yes, it is. <laughs> so, uh, I love that because as soon as you start chewing on it, it lends itself to like, you just don't feel good. There's no exchange when you get to negative that feels better unless somebody just lives on negativity they feel better but you don't so ariel this is awesome any last thoughts that you have on burnout this is a big subject and i i don't you know i don't want to skip over this like this is a big deal you guys work hard you work hard every day none of you ever signed up for how physically and emotionally demanding dentistry was going to be and it's an amazing profession but without countermeasures and without systems this great profession can take you in a direction you don't want to go. And I want to remind you, it's awesome. We just got to get systems in place. So Ariel, any last thoughts you have on preventing burnout with systems? No, and I would say do it early. If you're saying I don't need it, everyone hits burnout at some point. So just, you know, get prepared and think about it now before you get to the moment. Because as we mentioned, first starting, right, we don't make good decisions when we're tired. Right. Great job. Ariel, this has been awesome. And you guys are going to see Ariel's just a rock star. So she's always teaching great stuff. We're going to have it back over and over again. So stick around. Always say goodbye to everybody else. But thank you guys for listening to the Best Practices Show podcast. Hey, 
Number one, we're just super grateful. This is crazy. Like we're crossing the half million download mark. I don't even know how that happened. So <laughs> I'm fascinated. So it keeps showing up and we'll keep presenting, you know, good thought, thought processes, frameworks, systems, so that you guys can enjoy a better practice and better life. Join us for some of our workshops. If you uh, just looking to get refired, refired up or fired up to begin with, uh, and then uh, keep sending us suggestions like you always do. We'll line them up. So... Until we see you guys next time or you hear from us next time, keep watching or keep listening to The Best Practice Show. You guys enjoy your day. So there you have it. Another great episode. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Hey, and thank you for showing up. I just want to thank you for being here and sharing the good word with your friends. And if you're really enjoying the podcast, could you do me a favor? Could you go to wherever you consume the podcast and just give us a four or five star review? Here's what that does. It allows us to find other great people like you. I love this profession so much. I'm gonna spend the rest of my professional life finding great information so that you can consume it and your friends can consume it so that you can create a better practice and a better life. So keep spreading the word and we will see you guys soon. Have a great day, everybody.